What's up? Thank you for listening to the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. This is our 37th episode. We are coming to you not so live from my uh, game room upstairs while your daughter watches Live and what downstairs? Maddie. Obviously, you're not familiar. No, I'm not. It's just one of the many dime a dozen Disney kid shows. Well, I am glad that we were able to make this work. I've always thought so. I am going to uh, go to PAX West starting tomorrow. You're heading out west, huh? Five old goes west. Yep. And uh, so that'll be a few days I'll be gone and we won't be able to record over the weekend. So I'm glad we were able to make this night work because we wanted to bring you a spoiler review of Game of Thrones. Because there's not enough of those out there, obviously. But are there any quite like the ones that we're going to do? None. Probably not. For better or for worse, that's up to you. (laughs) But first, we're going to start it off with a segment that I'm going to call WTF is happening with WB and DC. Huh. Uh, and we'll get into what that is in just a sec. Then we're going to talk about some of the Overwatch updates. We're going to have a brief discussion of the Netflix original Ozark. And then we will end with our topic of the week. Spoiler discussion of Game of Thrones. Season 7? Sorry, I have a mouthful of chicken. Yeah, season 7. <laughs> okay. It's okay. This is real life. It's alright. You know what? That's okay because we've got a little time here. Because, like always, we have to thank our fake sponsors. While you choke on your chicken, (laughs) I am going to start us off and uh, give you our first fake sponsor. Brandon, do you remember uh, a while ago we had a sponsor, the AAAA, the Anti-Acronym Association Association of of America? Yeah. Apparently, and I didn't know this was a controversial topic... But apparently oh, no. there's an organization that I, I guess maybe heard our podcast and said, Just, no, 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 that's not okay. We need, to, we need to get to that audience and kind of explain our side of it. So, so they're a counter-protest of so sorts. In a sense, yeah. So this, uh, this is the AAA, AAAAA. Is that eight A's? Yeah, it's, yeah eight A's. Man. Now, that's the... Anchorage Alaskans absolutely against the Anti-Acronym Association of America. Wait, say that again? It's the Anchorage Alaskans absolutely against the Anti-Acronym Association of America. You didn't, you didn't think I could do it again. You did a great job. What's I their did. platform? So I guess here, I'm, uh, they gave me a little pitch here. As citizens from Anchorage, Alaska, they understand that alliteration is important. So several years ago, they created the Anchorage Alaskans Alliteration Association, or AAAA a pro-alliteration group. But once the Anti-Acronym Association of America, also calling themselves the AAAA, began their anti-alliteration movement, the AAAA became the AAAAAAA, the Anchorage Alaskans absolutely against the Anti-Acronym Association of America to combat their anti-alliteration propaganda. That's not at all confusing. Thank you for explaining it so delicately. For, you know, simple folk like me. Now, I wonder, or is it true? Because I've heard a little rumbling about the uh, the 8A, the mm-hmm. Octa-A, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. That's good. I, I should let them know. Yeah, we'll, we'll but, reach out to them right after this. <laughs> is it true that they want you to see things from their point of view and learn more about them for eight weeks? So you give the, an eight-week try to the 8A? It's yeah. called Try 8A for eight weeks, I think? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they've got... Um, Definitely it's some... an eight-step program for eight weeks to try the A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A. Now, uh, Brandon, you have another fake sponsor. Yeah, this one is um, not for everyone, so I'm just going to play it for you. And if it appeals to you, great. And if it doesn't, no harm, no foul. Oi, yay. 
pulse pounding techno. Oi, yay. Bright lights. Oi, yay. Abide in your pride. Oi, yay. What is Oi, yay? I'll tell you what it is. The hottest new nightclub in central Miami is also the only Jewish same sex nightclub. Hava Nagila, more like have some tequila with our two for one drink specials. And don't let Mondays get you down. Start your week off at Boy Gay with Manischewitz Mondays. Free unleavened bread and wine with paid entry every Monday. Finally, a place where Lahayim meets hot men. Just one visit and you'll want some of this kosher culture for sure. It's Oi Gay. We always appreciate our fake sponsors. Without you guys, uh, this still well, would be possible, yeah, but it wouldn't be as this. fun. Yeah. So uh, let's kick one right day we'll into... be a real boy. <laughs> let's get right into movies. Let's get in them. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Here we go. Let's get into them. Gross. All right, Brandon. This is how this segment is going to work. Okay, Brandon. It's called. WTF is happening with WB and DC. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you some news, some recently announced news about the WB and DC universe. How announced? Well, some fairly recently. Sure. Some that are in the past. But I'm kind of putting them all together because the whole point is, is that there's a lot happening with the DC universe from, well, starting, you know, a couple years ago, Going all the way past 2020, they have a big plan. So quite the projection. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read some stuff to you, and I'm 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 going to have you kind of say whether it's a thumbs up or thumbs down. But instead, you're going to say super or pooper. So super being the thumbs up portion. Obviously, of it. thumbs and, up right in the pooper. <laughs> and poopers. And poopers down. Yes. Not at all. Uh, all right. Anything that I'll mistake. Recently announced was a Joker origins movie. Now, before you give me the thumbs down, <laughs> or a pooper, this is directed by Todd Phillips, who did The Hangover and War Dogs. He's going to direct it, but Martin Scorsese is going to produce it, and there would be no Jared Leto. This is supposedly going to be a younger Joker. Now, what do you think about the announced Joker Origins movie? Conceptually, super. Thumbs up. Okay. Love Joker. I'd love to see a big screen adaptation of where he came from because every time we've seen him on screen, it's just assumed we know and we know what he's all about. I mean, the original yeah, see, original argue. Batman tried to briefly describe yeah. his origins with Jack Nicholson being a mobster that fell in Nevada of acid. And, yeah. and Suicide Squad sort of did a little bit of it with... Not in a way that I'm going to remember. No. And Dark Knight just assumed you knew who he was. Well, actually, Dark Knight did the opposite. He, well, when, he told his, when he told his... Oh, his dad's? Origin story... He said multiple different iterations of how, like, how he got his scars, how he got the way he is. All I remember is, you know, why so serious and his dad kind of being abusive. Well, but then there was the other one where it's with his wife. Oh yeah. And and so he he tells different origin stories in that movie. But it's just told to per- you. It's not seen. Yes, but I mean, it's done so particularly so that his past stays a mystery and his reasons for what he's doing stays a mystery and how he got there stays a mystery. 
That yeah. being the case, okay. Um, I feel like it would be easy just to do the, the killing joke again, which has been done. But that's not an origin story. Oh, I, the, I know, but that kind of... well. You're right, though. It would have been better storyline, but I think that they should have done the Batman movie First as, of, the, as that sure. storyline. When you say some of the names, just referencing to what you did, like it almost sounds like, okay, that sounds realistic, the Todd Phillips guy, but then Martin Scorsese's producing it. Why? And that seems a little off because Scorsese's, you know, his niche is kind of like gangster films. Right. Well, and I that almost sounds like... where they're going with this. Yeah, it almost sounds like fantasy booking, just like, you know, a, draft a, a, a production team. You know, this guy is my director. This guy is my AD. Uh, Scorsese, why? Uh, that doesn't seem like his his niche, but um. But if it's a crime story, I will. Yeah, like that's a true. realistic if dirty they do a, crime yeah. story, it might work. And might I actually, work. if it weren't for Scorsese, I would have given it a pooper. But See, I am actually also going to give it a super. But I, I give it a pooper because of the guy, Todd Phillips. I did not like any of the Hangar movies. War Dogs was good. War Dogs. Yeah. Who who was in it? Um. Jonah Hill and yeah, and the, the other uh, Miles guy. Teller. Yeah. Couldn't care less. No, I'm well, not saying it's a bad movie, but just it was not bad. It was. I never great. even bothered seeing it. It looked kind of like a dud to me, but I get it. Yeah, conceptually super, but in actuality, I imagine it's going to be a pooper. Okay. Originally, like I would say, super. I am staying super because I like the idea of it, and I like the fact that it's separate from all of the other storytelling that's going on in the DC universe. Sure. And I like the fact if it weren't for Martin Scorsese, I I, I couldn't give it a thumbs up. Um, but I. I I'm intrigued to know how he's going to take this. But here, I'm going to I'm going to go to the next one here, sure. the next bullet point, because the whole point of this is that they are riddled with upcoming movies. Was that a, an alliteration to the fact, not alliteration? <laughs> Was that foreshadowing to the fact that you're going to say the Riddler movie? No. Oh. Actually, uh, he's not That would have been for, smart. I don't think no, he's strong enough for a standalone. I movie. don't I don't think he is yet. Now, if they had more success with some of their other stuff, then maybe so what's next? At the same time that Joker is getting his own Origins movie, DC and WB are also working on another movie with the Joker, but this one's the Joker and Harley Quinn, and this one does star Jared Leto, uh, directed by the This Is Us and Crazy Stupid Love directors Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. Now you say that like you know them. I don't know them. Well, and that's the whole point is yeah. I'm I'm saying I have no idea what those movies are. I, I know Crazy Stupid Love. I've heard of it. And yeah, I had think Steve Carell, Julianne Moore. But like, it never stood out to me as anything special. No, I think it was a well received movie, but not anything I watched either. So, what do you think of that? Super or pooper that the Joker and Harley Quinn using uh, Margot Robbie and and Jared Leto, not respectively. Um, Thank you for, for yeah. Clarifying. Just in case you didn't. Know. Yeah, Jared Leto as Are reprising Harley Quinn. the roles. Yeah, right. Uh, that would actually be a cool switch. Uh, I could, it might turn out better. Just that's the first news I've heard of it, and my initial reaction, for what it's worth, I could give a crap less based on Suicide Squad. That's all I have to go off of. I know that was not intended for how it was to be, but yeah, I didn't think Jared Leto was good, and I know that's not his fault per se. Is the way that he was portrayed on screen and the very limited time they gave him and the role they gave him. But it just wasn't a believable Joker. And they no. made him like a club-going Joker, and he's decked out in gold. And he looked more like Scarface with like really bad right. teeth than they made. Yeah, the they Joker. made him just this weird gangster. I agree with you. It's and, a, and I it's didn't a pooper care for, for Margot me. Robbie as Harley Quinn. I'm kind of Harley Quinned out right now. She's just everywhere and everything. And yeah. It's very poppy appeal, and it yeah. just doesn't work for me at this Ever rate in my the, life. Ever since the Arkham games. Very much so. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of this idea. 
especially not the fan of them reprising their roles. Harley Quinn, I think Margot Robbie did a decent job of her. Jared Leto, I think, just took it in the wrong direction. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm going to give it a pooper as well. Another one? Sure. Another Suicide Squad. squad. Wait. What? Suicide Squids? Another. That might be better. That might be better. Yeah. Another Suicide Squad movie is coming. Now, the, uh, I don't really have the date of that. I believe they were saying 18 or 19. Um, super pooper, Brandon. What do you think I'm going to say? I know. It's pooper for both of us because the first movie sucked. But here, I'll give it a hopeful super knowing that it was so crappy. They'll learn from their lesson. How could you go anywhere but Well, up? so I tried to look to see who's directing this and David Ayer isn't signed on to direct it, but they Can don't have a director signed on. So that might be good. Now, here's another one. And DC and WB are doing a Gotham City Sirens movie with Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. And... Do they know Margot they have Robbie more than just Batman and his villains? Because everything you've described is shading that well, way. Well, it's getting more out there. I, I'm starting with the whole Batman side of it because these are all oh. some recent announcements. Yeah, that does nothing for me. Actually, you so, know what? Are you no, saying Pooper? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to... Again, these are just on conceptual yeah. levels. Now, I'm actually... Reaction. This one, I'm going to give a super because I think that they can do something really cool with Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman as this sort of friendship crime trio. I like that idea. I just don't like it when you put it in the mix of everything else that DC's doing. I think they're muddying the waters too much, and I think they should focus on a couple of key movies. Maybe the Joker Origins movie with some different actor, and then maybe Gotham City Sirens. That's pretty much that. I I don't want to give a, a super pooper on these following ones, but I just want to give you an update on all of the WB and DC movies that have been announced. Sure. So we have Justice League in 2017. Soon. November. Aquaman 2018. Yeah. Shazam 2019. That could be cool. Wonder Woman 2 2019. I, Why I, not? I yeah. think also that you could be You have to. Cool. The first one was great. Now here's some more movies coming out that do not have release dates. The Batman. That's the one with Joe Mag- Maganello as uh, Deathstroke. We mm-hmm. talked about that previously. Um, it it was slated for, I think, 17, and then now it's like 18 or 19. That's being pushed back because there are some issues with Ben Affleck. and Flashpoint, which is somewhere around 2018 to 2020. Couldn't figure out a set time on that either. Cyborg, which we know from the Justice League trailers that he looks like shit. And that's somewhere around 2020. And then Green Lantern Corps, somewhere around 2020 as well. Oh, again, a little expansion in there. Mm-hmm. They, they deserve a mulligan from back whenever, like, 2011 Ryan Reynolds' one was. Yeah, they need to redo that. That's It could be a good story. And it, with enough that time could gone be like by, a, yeah. Yeah, that could be like a Guardians of the Galaxy-style movie out in space. That My only hope is different. that somehow they don't do a Fantastic Four with two really kind of lame entries and then give it a fancy new redo and make it even worse. I know. Yeah, leave, imagine? leave bad enough alone. But we'll see. Yeah, um, I, I like that they're expanding their universe. Me too. Cinematically. I, you know, I missed one, by the way. Uh, Batgirl. Oh, is, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, not we too talked long about ago. that recently. Potentially Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, yeah. Has been uh, but that one, linked to that movie as far so as just So that some... one's like, they say originally they said 2018, but considering that they don't really have much for it, I can't imagine it coming out next year. Probably not. So. All right. Next year's going to be the year of Marvel for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Marvel's been dominating it will continue to be the year of marvel yeah 
Well, that does it for our movie section of WTF is happening with WB and DC. Thank you for playing along, Brandon. That was a, a, a gem of an idea, my, my friend. You're my Great. friend. Oh, well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. All right. Do you want to move on? I do. Video games. If you've been listening with any frequency or duration, you know we play a lot of Overwatch. Of course, plenty of games have come and gone since then. We try to address those, whether it's something we've got our hands on or we're looking forward to getting our hands on. And the latest Overwatch uh, patch update, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. was huge, by the way. 14. It was really big. 14.25 gigabytes. And my internet was going incredibly slow. Oh, we were chugging uphill. It took hours it for really it to download did. for me. And what did we get? I thought we were getting Junktown. You know, they showed well, the video for it. PC, I think, has Junkertown because I'm seeing Junkertown all over Reddit. Yeah. Or Junktown or Junkertown. I don't know. Whatever. But we didn't get it on Xbox. No, we did not. Instead, we are now playing the uh, formerly talked about and uh, pseudo-anticipated deathmatch modes. Yeah, there's whether it's the four, eight. Yeah, whether it's eight free-for-all or four on four uh-huh. uh, with some new maps or some manipulations Just of previous one, maps. One map, isn't it? I played. No, I played two different ones. There's the one where you're like in that Aztec temple thing and it's yeah. all outside and then there's the continuation of Eichenwald. It's like right outside of Eichenwald. Oh, you know, I, I haven't played the 4v4, so maybe that one changes it, but I've yes. only done the... Uh, there's that new Chateau one with the yes, eight-player one. Yes, and that's the one that I've been playing on the eight. So what do you think? Just what are some of your thoughts? I've got plenty, but... So my first thought is I hated it. Uh, it was my initial reaction. <laughs> Initially, I just, I was like, okay, you can't be... No, it's you. You can't be a team player. You the, it, it cuts out at least two thirds of the, the characters. Players. Yeah, because some of them are useless. Yeah, you're I not mean, gonna see Reinhardt running around now. No, you're not gonna see Reinhardt. You're not gonna see any of the healers. I mean, well, actually, I did see somebody doing Lucio, which they were really good with Lucio about skating around the walls and just pushing people off. Getting the, the edge. environmental kills, yeah. But at the same time, I kind of was like, but you're not. That's all you're doing, and that's the only way he was getting kills. So. Everyone is like Reaper or Tracer or... Genji. Genji. Yeah. I, I really didn't like it. Didn't play it for a while. And then thought, you know what? I really want to get that loot box that you have to... Because you <laughs> told me one. Yeah. you have to get top four or five. You have to be a top four finisher in the free-for-all, eight, eight-person free-for-all. So I played a couple of rounds, I think, with Soldier and then one with Reaper. And I just wasn't making it. Yeah, it's frustrating. And then I played as Tracer and I just tore it up. And I was second. Good. And suddenly I won one and I was starting to like it a little bit better, obviously. Yeah, I think that does reward itself uh, or that's the reward in and of itself. But even if I'm finishing, you know, first place every time, it doesn't feel like Overwatch. If this was first and then the strategic part with the six on six and the payload and the um, the checkpoints. Yeah. And all the different game modes. Oh, I would never have been turned on to it. No. Exactly. It, it feels Call of Duty-ish. The maps are super small. Yeah. Everyone's on top of each other. You can spawn and almost die instantly. All it takes is one person who's really good with like their Genji or whoever their pick a character is to really tear yeah. it up. Or if there's a sniper who's just like on point and maybe playing with a mouse, it's really hard. And it just doesn't feel like Overwatch. I was looking forward to it, but also I'm like, well, how's this going to work? But you know, there's going to be a huge chunk of the player database, wherever, whatever platform you're choosing. And... They're going to like it, so good for them. Yeah. But for me, I probably did an hour with it in total, 
and I don't imagine I'm going to be going back. I got my loot boxes for free. Now if I'm going to earn my loot boxes the same way anyway with, you know, just victory and accumulation, I'm just going to go back to, you know, the uh, the mystery character or random character, whatever they call that. Yeah. And, and just back to regular play. So cool idea. And it just, it broadens the gene pool a little bit more so, but not for me. And literally when I was doing, I did the free for all three times, got two top four finishes. And one time I finished like seventh. Every single time, there's at least five Genjis. I'm not joking or exaggerating. Really? Because no one found a couple. Weird. I I can't escape him. And you know, because a really good Genji, more so than most of the characters, I would say, can take over a game, especially with his hack and slash, and you know the the wide spread versus the narrow spread, and the ability to double jump and get away. It it was just infuriating to the point where I was like, I'm not going to throw this controller. I want to. That's because it's my controller you're That's using. The, yeah, all the more so. But the thumbstick's jammed, so what if I threw it and it actually made it better? You, then you would you could be, try, but if it didn't work... Yeah, then it'd be weird. You don't need a controller. So I just gently put it down, and I thought, yeah. I'm going back to what I know. So I found, when I was playing, same th- not necessarily like I wasn't getting super angry. I was just getting very stressed and tense. Right, because it doesn't, it doesn't ex- space it out like the regular gameplay yeah, does. Yeah, I can't explain it. It just... It wasn't really a good feeling. And no, I, mean, I was feeling my heart started. Plays, I've played Call of Duty, and I've played those... But that's know, what you expect. Yeah, there's something different about it. In this one, I don't know. I couldn't explain it. I was just... I found myself, like, really tense about uh, no, it. No, the, the tension was mounting, and I felt that same thing, too. Probably had, like, a vein popping in my forehead. Cool idea, and I'm glad they did it for the people who will like it, but... Yeah, me too. It's one of the first times, really, that I gotta say, meh. Not really feeling this. Everything they've done that Blizzard has done, you know, there's some characters like more than others. I love all the stages, but yeah, just pass for me. Yeah. We'll see what's next. I agree. I'm glad they have something like this, and I'm glad they keep putting these. Because they could have easily saved it for a sequel and said, you have to now buy this to get this. But they're saying, no, it's continuously free, so I respect that. Well, and it shows in their sales. I mean, they are, you know, 30 million plus sold. So they're doing well, and they have plenty of money to keep putting back into this game uh, because it continually is on the top 10 selling list really so is. and years after it was it came out so good for them good for them and for their players yeah mm. i agree uh not a big fan but i'm glad they keep doing stuff like this keep trying it uh this time a week from now uh destiny 2 is coming out so yeah who knows if we'll be able to talk about that sometime soon and i got my hands on some agents of mayhem and once i get more time with that game i i'll come back and, and give a mini review about it. Seems decent so far, but it's nothing to write home about. And I think that's all we really have for games. We do want to touch on TV before we get to our topic of the week, which is our Season 7. Which is also TV-based. Yes, let's talk about something that's not as grandiose as Game of Thrones first. Okay. And then we'll get into that as our topic of the week. A couple weeks ago, we mentioned uh, the new Netflix show Ozark, starring a serious Jason Bateman, not a comedic role, which is still always a little. Sometimes that really works, though. Yeah. You know, when when you get Jim Carrey to do a serious role, for example, sometimes it really works. And Name so, one. Truman Show. Yeah, it was pretty serious. Good. good and uh, what Eternal is it? Sunshine Some, of the Eternal Spotless Sunshine of Spotless Mind. And the number twenty-three. No, that one movie sucked. It, it was bad. So what do you think of Ozark now that you've... Because uh, I finished it a few weeks ahead of you. Uh-huh. You're done with season one. Yeah. What did uh, you think about it? I I liked it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. 
Um, That's a fair assessment. It there was something about this show that I wanted to feel that same feeling that I got out of Breaking Bad, and we touched on. We that. We mentioned that last time, yeah. And the entire time I didn't get it, which is which is good. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that they weren't just trying to ride that coattail, and they're trying to be their own show. But for some reason, the way they went with it didn't really. To that point, though, Breaking Bad is done. Ozark is not done. So we'll see. And to me, the the worst season of Breaking Bad was by far the first and only got better for me after that. So who knows where they'll go with this show? No, actually, that's a really good point. I'm going to keep watching it. So, I mean, I'll watch season two when it comes out. But I think it will get picked up for a second season. I think there's I enough think interest it will. in it. Yeah, but and I, they still got a good story to tell. That twist at the end, we're gonna not really spoil it. It's not like anyone's like, no, no, don't. I I come to this podcast specifically not to be spoiled about Ozark. It's everywhere else. It's getting spoiled. This is the one place that I I don't get it spoiled. That being said, do you have to say it? No, I just really like the twist at the end. That's all. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say the twist. You know and what I'm saying, like, right? I do. That was kind of took me for a surprise, as a good twist should. Yeah, I I like the way they were going with it, and that set it up for the challenges that they're going to have going forward into season two. Yeah, it kind of was like you're just thinking it's headed down this road as the way the show set it all up, and then all of a sudden a quick turn of the wheel. It's like, oh, okay, we're going this direction now. Yeah. I, I thought that was well done. And Marty Bird's a strong character. Yeah, he is, and his family too is actually pretty good. Yeah, the kids are wieners. Yeah, I, I'm but not maybe a big they should fan be. of the kid. They they did some weird stuff the with the boy, kid that I, I touched on last Noah. time. Yeah, yeah, where he's doing some weird stuff with dead animals and really into guns. Spoiler: He's boning him. And they don't they don't touch on that at all. And I just don't get why that was in there. It was just kind of a creepy moment, and and that alone was sort of a turnoff for me. I agree. So. But if you haven't finished it or you haven't started it, check it out. What? Eight episodes? Nine episodes? No, it's ten. Uh, eleven. Like 10 or eleven. Okay. Still a pretty. I'd say it's a. It was good. It's doable. It's not fast paced. It's not riveting. Uh, but it's a well told story. And there's some good thinker moments in there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there are some some quick surprises that you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Alrighty. Continuing the TV discussion, but now to the point where we're going to make it our topic of the week. This is where we want to let you know we're about to get full on into Game of Thrones Season 7, the abbreviated second to last season. So if you haven't yet caught up, or if you don't want to know, this is a time for you to just uh, skip ahead. Yeah, give us at least a half hour. I'd say 28 minutes. Okay. So on give average... Us at least 28 minutes. 28 to... Give us 28 to 29 minutes. Please. Like a good sexual performance and listen to our topic of the week. Dragons, huh? <laughs> That's cool. Titties. Actually, yeah. really not so many titties this season. No, they teased it at the very end. Oh, the titty tease? The titties, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're laughing. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, they did tease it a little bit. Um, and so the fact that they didn't show it all out, I don't know. It's, I think my review of the season is just not going to be very high. This was awesome. It, it was. was. Everything it really I was. wanted, everything I hoped it would be, everything that they needed to do in seven episodes they did. With the, the last two episodes really kind of getting a, a longer leash. The last, mm-hmm. the finale felt like a darn movie. It was an hour and a half. Yeah, just about. Yeah, they did. I mean, one word continuously comes to mind while watching this is fan service. 
A lot of it. So, That's two words, but I got you. One phrase. <laughs> Touche. So I just felt like while I was watching this, all of this really cool stuff happened and and family members coming back together. The some reunions of the people, like crazy. Some of the people you, you wanted to see together got together. The people you wanted to see die, died. And and uh, you know, who what is everybody's favorite part? Dragons. Well dragons were everywhere in this. And and the White Walkers. White Walkers were everywhere in this. I feel like every episode they were like, Hey, you guys asked for this, there you go. And we're just on our knees begging thank more thank you there was a lot of fan service but um, it's okay i'm not complaining about that it was well done for the most part and it felt still organic even though it was kind of an answer to a lot of what the general consensus of this is what we want to see yeah but it felt organically done well I, and you can tell they're coming to a close and well and this is the first season where you're really feeling the source material is a song of fire and ice right that's the mm-hmm. name of all the novels and it really felt like this is finally here. Yep. And you know it had to be at the end of last season. You're like, okay, what's going to happen? Cersei and Daenerys are going to war for the crown. And then yeah. whoever wins, whoever's left, is kind of like then got to deal with the White Walkers. But no, it's almost like all happening simultaneously. We don't get mm-hmm. to say this happens here, then this happens. It's really just a convoluted well, mess right now. And that's some now. of the challenge in this story is th- is some of the some of the characters are trying to convince the other characters we need to stop being at war. We need to join forces because that is the only way we will win against this greater foe. Climate change. <laughs> Obviously, the White Walkers bring <laughs> bring cold everywhere they go. Hey, uh, I saw that wall collapsing, and I, I've seen that. I, I, glaciers do that. I, I'm pretty sure that's global warming. You're, you're right on. This whole show <laughs> this is, is a big metaphor for yeah. environmental threats. Yep, Leonardo DiCaprio produced this. Rightfully so. I'm only going to say one thing really negative just to get out of the way and then I can feel free to just uh, expand on what really excited me as a fan. Mm-hmm. Episode six had some flaws. Is that the, yeah, you're talking. Where they capture the white. Yes. So they but, they did this last season yeah. and they did it again twice this season to even in the same episode where they're basically telling you, don't worry, John can never die again. Because do you remember last season, Battle of the Bastards, when he's, just like, screw it, I'm going to die for this cause, and he's out on the battlefield, and yeah. then the Knights of the Vale, you know, yeah. come over the Someone hill. Someone comes and saves the day. It, the save the day. They did that twice in episode six. Yes, they did. And that really kind of bothered me, you know. They're about to be overtaken by the walkers in the little crater of the fro- frozen lake, but though, magically, of course, and it was very telegraphed, and it was still cool to see, but it, when I thought about it, I'm like, well, that was kind of cheesy. And then and she rides with her dragons, torches everyone, and she's safe. But then John again sacrifices himself. No, get out of here. Uh, yeah. I'll stay and fight. And then he falls in the lake. And, and then, then who someone shows up? comes last minute and saves him. Just like uh, Coldhand slash Uncle Benjamin did last season when uh, Bran and Mira seem like they're about to die from the walkers. And he mm-hmm. comes and he rides in with fire and escorts him away. And then he kind of needlessly died. He's yeah. like, there's no time. And he, and then, he says, he, John goes, ride with me. And he goes, there's no time. And he identifies and him like, as Uncle Benjamin. I hadn't seen him since season one. Yeah, what do you mean there's no time? Like, if you hop on the horse, John has a better chance of survival because he's about to pass out. Yeah, he's hypothermic at that and point. That so was a little cheesy. I get why they did it, though, because he's been walking around, you know, as like half human, half white. white. And so he's cursed, and he's been in a state of purgatory, so he just wants out. So he's like, cool, I get I to get it. Yeah, so I get his reason, but it was kind of cheesy. And then the, the pacing in that episode, too, 
when send a raven for Daenerys and Gendry, which was he was great to see him again this season. Uh, I don't think he's long for this Game of Thrones world, but it's a good little minor character addition, right. re-addition back into the mix. He's running, and all of a sudden, it's like, wait, how long would it take to get back to Eastwatch to send a raven, even though she's aerial now and she can <laughs> yeah, fly over it? That they, I even read something that there was a lot of just kind of like people like posting on their social media and stuff like that. Like, huh, that's convenient. And I heard that even the showrunners mm-hmm. kind of address it. Like, yeah, we kind of. We know that that, that, that timeline bit. doesn't make sense. It was exciting and it, was, it made sense. It was good to- storytelling. Yeah, but that was just that but, was the only part I was just like, well, that's are they on a tele- teleporter? Like, like what, what happened there? Maybe he found some magic Achilles wings and yep. he just flew. So I was talking to somebody at my office about Game of Thrones who who uh, just the- one day randomly like I don't talk to her very often. She one day randomly came in and she's like, "Do you watch Game of Thrones?" And I was like, "Yes." I think that's and like she's the like, third most popular question asked yeah and, and she society. was like did you finish a season and, and i was a little bit behind and i was like not yet and she's like nobody else in the in the office is gonna talk with me will you just come to me and talk to me about it and that's when you afterwards. say no listen to our podcast and uh yeah i should have damn it missed opportunity leave a big business card <laughs> yeah a random fandom business card um and anyway when i did finish it we did discuss it and that was one of the things that we both were like yeah that didn't make sense how how he can run all the way back to the wall. They can get a raven out. The raven flies over to Daenerys. Daenerys decides, I'm going to hop on a dragon, and then I'm going to fly back over the wall. And it was one day different, because remember, they spend yep. the night there when Thoros then is frozen in the morning. Yep. He died. And then all of a sudden, who knows how many hours transpired in that day between the walkers figuring out that the lake now is frozen over and we can run out mm-hmm. and attack. But yeah, that was that was weak. Yeah. That being said, it was still a great episode action-wise and to see it all play it out on screen. Yeah. This season was just great. Um, I yeah. really like... Because one of my complaints, I don't know if I verbalized it when we did this recording uh, this time a year ago at the conclusion of season six, Tyrion felt like he got a little lost last season. He was just kind of very minor. This season, without, you know... Yeah, he, he's brought back as a major, His major presence player. is, yeah. And his advisement and his loyalty being questioned, that whole episode with Jamie. And when they uh, when they're coming back from sacking Lady Olena's castle, and you know she drinks the mm-hmm. uh, the, poison. the poison, which uh, I was sad to see her go. She's yeah. a great She's a dramatic character, but character. If you're gonna kill anybody off at that point, it might as well be her. Yeah, and I thought they the way they let her choose to go, or Jamie is like, hey, yeah, she wanted your head cool. on a, a pike. I'm offering you a way out. That was like really respectful. He, God, his character arc has been amazing throughout this series. Jamie? Yeah, he's been such a bastard, and now he's... Well, yeah, and I like his turn here where he finally uh, has to walk away from Cersei and just And she basically threatened, like, okay, you gave me permission to now kill you. Yeah. And then she she... didn't kill him right then and there. No, the mountains was like, want me to do it? I'm ready to do it, because whatever. I don't care. But she didn't give the order, and he ended up walking away from her, and... I think he's headed to um, Winterfell, and he's going to. Oh, be I like, think so. I he's going to. He's going to be fighting the White Walkers. He yeah. knows that he, he pledged that, and he's still even as yeah. much as his honor has been wavering in the past. He's very much now like I gave my word. Yeah, you know I've recruited my men, and now you want to be like no psych. Yeah, it's it's hard to like a guy who's been pretty bad throughout all of these seasons. Who literally in what is it episode one pushed a kid off of a tower but don't you see that and was it was his part in the greater story he just had to play his role because now no, brands a three-eyed raven it, yeah but it doesn't doesn't make it 
okay. I mean, he's still he if was he still was to asshole. apologize to Bran though, Bran would probably be like, "It's okay because I saw it." I mean, whatever. Anyone who is willing to push a kid out a window, I'm just like, you're kind of an evil person. And he was telegraphed as such for a while, and then over several seasons, he you just kind of start seeing him as a protagonist and. And you, you kind of want to see good in him. Yeah. And by the end, I mean, he's fighting for the bad guys, but he knows it's bad and he doesn't really have a choice. But then when faced with the greater th- threat, he makes the better decision and he leaves Cersei's side and goes and fights the White Walkers. So yeah, but- good for him. I mean, I, that was a good... That once again, that is something that the fans wanted to see. The fans really wanted to latch on to the good part of him. And... They have plenty of causality to do so. The episode after uh, Lady Olena makes her exit, when they're basically taking that payload back from uh, uh-huh. High Garden, and you know Daenerys shows up with the dragons. That, that was episode, a cool scene. Oh, that whole cool, that, that last cool twenty minute sequence scene, yeah. was just intense. And you didn't figure Jamie was going to be gone in a random mid season episode, but they teased it very nicely. And Bronn, who is one of my favorite characters, I know he's minor as he is. You know, he's only loyal to himself and he wants the gold, but you can tell he's still a good guy under there, even though he kind of fights for whoever's paying him the most. He's, he's mm-hmm. a merc. When He was the MVP of that episode, you know. I thought, oh, yeah, he, I thought he was seriously gone. Uh, and when they were, you know, the Dothraki are riding towards him, and the Dothraki uh, blood rider cuts off his horse's leg, and then, you know, he ends up still killing that dude with the huge, uh, what do they call that? Not catapult, but the... The giant, like, crossbow thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a name for it. I forget. They called it the scorpion. Okay. Yeah, the scorpion sting or something like that in the show, and then he ends up hitting the dragon and still saving Jamie and not uh-huh. managing and managing not to die himself. That whole scene was tense, and when Jamie's riding towards Daenerys, he's like, "I could end this right now." That was insane. That was just such a cool thing. I'm like, that'd be crazy if he straight up killed her in that episode. I know they wouldn't have, but could you imagine? No, they would never do that. But... Then he would have killed her dad and her. That would be yeah. cool. And you know, this is a popular fan theory. Uh, Jamie might be the one to have to be the Kingslayer again, but this time the Queenslayer. Would he kill his pregnant sister if he had to to stop her from? Because he's made. Yeah, and well, I'd the also the dividing lines are there. I see what you're getting at. I would all. I would wonder if Cersei really is pregnant. Absolutely, and because she, Cersei is a, she knows how to mess with people's she's minds. She's so manipulative, and she's what great. she's doing with what she's doing with Jamie, as well as what she was doing with um, uh, Tyrion. Yeah, when she purposely put yeah, her hand she, on her stomach, and she he's was like totally doing that on purpose. She was oh, telegraphing yeah. it, and, and she out tricked Tyrion. That was great to get her family members to side back with her and try to see the humanistic aspect of her and the motherly aspect, and go, she's not all bad. We can't hurt her because she's pregnant. You know, there's all these things to that, and I don't really think she's pregnant. I think that's going to come out. She's I would making be... her seem even more evil for lying about that. She's the she's the queen of manipulation. Yeah, that, that should be her title. That scene between her and her brother, it was tense, you know. And especially earlier in the season when Cersei finds out for real that Tyrion actually had nothing to do with Joffrey's death. Yeah, he was just kind of framed in it. Yeah, or accused of it wrongly by uh, their dad who wanted him gone. That was such a great scene. And that was the, a good the, conversation they had. That 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 I went it, back. It was and something watched that, that we wanted to see. We want because it almost added closure to. Th- to their relationship in a way. And it, it kind of did, but then under false pretenses, because it turns sure. out she's being a trickster. Uh, but it was still, it was something that the fans wanted to see. Let's talk about Winterfell and what's going on there. I legitimately thought that there was going to be blood spilled between Arya and Sansa. And then that swerve at the end, when they turn it back on that the was great. that scene was insane. When she's like, what do you say to these charges? Lord, Lord Baelish. Baelish. And yeah, then yeah, he yeah. looks, 
that look on his face, just like that was that's the first time ever he's you ever see been Lord caught. Baelish not understanding what's happening. No, he's the first time he's not in control, and you see that and the, the scrambling yep. to try to. And you know what? To and be, he went through multiple different emotions, like let me try to talk my way no, out me, of can it. Can I talk let to me, you? And now let me he's point angry. to somebody else, and then he tries to uh, he tries to order somebody else to lead him out safely. And then he begs for his life. I mean, he went was, through all of that. That was a phenomenal scene. That was, and scene I love so that great. because the writers were like, "What would somebody who always has control of a situation, who always thinks ten steps ahead of everyone else, how would that person react when they find out that what they were plotting is not going to happen, and he's going to die for it now?" It was the gr- great backfire. You know, it's funny though. In the, in the the seal of the deal that I thought kind of in a few episodes prior when they have a little interaction when they reintroduce the dagger that yeah. was uh, used to try to assassinate Bran, which he was behind, trying to, again, you know, cause dissent and madness. But when Bran, who's now, you know, all seen the things in the present and past, says back to him one of his very popular lines that chaos oh, yeah. is a ladder. And when uh, uh, Baelish and Varys were still serving out at uh, King's Landing, that was a very popular scene and line. And he repeats that back to him kind of like, you're going to get got someday. Right. You're going to get found out. And then when Bran was repeating back to him things he said, and Sansa's like, do you deny it? And even he, the yeah. manipulation. How do you deny that? When he's literally He's saying, astounded at that moment. He's just like. He's saying the words that you said a while ago, years ago. Yeah. He couldn't deny it. And that was just such a, a cement uh-huh. that cemented it. And it was good say. for uh good for their relationship yeah Arya and uh, Sansa are still a little untrusting of each other well they were but now that you now you, you can realize tell still there's a little friction but just a little bit but this drew but back closer nothing yeah that in the end which is what the fans want to see is that nothing's going to pull apart the Stark sisters yeah so try as they may and yeah now it's just up to them and the walkers basically here's speak- a cool thing Sansa kind of portrayed as a weak character sometimes historically in this show but everyone who's crossed her, whether it's by her doing or not, ends up dying. Joffrey, dead. Ramsay, dead. Right. Now, Lord Baelish, Littlefinger, dead. He didn't really get a fair defense, but it was necessary. Yeah. And then he, or he asked for the chance to defend himself. And they're like, no, we're going to basically slit your throat in front of 100 people. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else rep. was kind of in on it. They knew it oh, was yeah. happening. They were, they were down. That was that was a phenomenal scene. That was good. That, that was... That was one of those satisfying deaths that yeah. we wanted as, as And fans. they got rid of a... I think it was necessary to get rid of some of like the minor characters who are still technically characters more than extras, like Alaria Sand, uh, Oberyn's widow. Euron Greyjoy was phenomenal this season, although he was only in it for like the well, first two episodes, yeah. and then he disappeared and he came back. And that's obviously such another manipulative ploy, you know, how he's like, oh, I'm scared of now... I'm gone. And then the she Cersei reveals that he's actually going and getting a... Yeah, that that was like, all just a ruse. Yeah, uh, what do they call him? For him the, to leave. And the get Golden the... Army, the Gold Army, something like that. Yep. Basically an army that gold can buy and they have elephants, mm-hmm. which is going to be awesome if we get to that see that. That would be cool. And yeah, they're going to come fight. Like a, like a Lord of the Rings style exactly. fight. That's what I was thinking when she said elephants. I was like, yes. I specifically Return of the King. That was one yeah. of my favorite epic battle scenes. Yeah. Uh, I thought Euron was great. And what's going to happen with Yara? Theon had a good turn too this season well, th- as a yeah, minor character. Theon, Theon uh, he's got to have his, 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 he found day, his balls day in the sun sometime soon because yeah. yeah, he finally just stood up against somebody 
I don't even know who the guy's just name. Just someone from, from his, the, uh, his, Iron Islands that was yeah. a defector with him and Yara. And he and he was trying to get them to go back to save Yara, and and they were like, "Screw this! We're gonna go. We're gonna find an island. We're gonna kill the husbands and rape the wives." Yeah, which and, I mean, literally, that's said, what they said. We don't do anymore. And he made a point, like, "Hey, yeah. respect your queen." And Theon basically is like, "No, that's not happening." Beats the shit out of him. Also, gets the shit beat out of himself. Yeah. And then uh, the, that moment where he realizes the guy's trying to knee him in the nards and kick his dick. That was pretty funny. That was awesome. And like, Theon oh, just look. kind of smiles at him like, finally, there's a point to this. <laughs> exactly. Because that was good. It's been a you know a point of He's just... He's going to have to man up big time, though, in the next season. I, I, I do hope for a conflict between him and his uncle. He's like the only one on a side quest I, now. Have you noticed that? Everyone else yeah. is on like the main story. I feel like he he's going to save Yara or... Something I think along he'll those die lines. trying, and I don't but mind maybe that. Maybe he'll die trying, or he might die somewhere down the road, probably saving John or something. Yeah, the interactions he and John had were good. They were John they forgave were, him. Yeah, he said. Well, the first time he's like, "If it weren't for the fact that you saved my sister, I would kill you." Basically. Yeah. But then when they had their heart to heart in the finale on the shore, it was a good talk. And then John's mm-hmm. basically like, "Don't talk about it. Go, go do it." Sure enough. Later he that, did. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little turn. I did too. Uh, Daenerys has kind of been a little all over the place this season. But so. I think it's okay because it shows the importance of Tyrion to be by her side. Exactly. But uh, before we before we wrap up, I, I want to touch on uh, her and Jon hooking up. At the same time, finding out Jon... Right, what was basically all but stated last season when right? uh you know... Uh, doing now his it was quest. made very, very clear. And he's Aegon Targaryen, so he he's is the rightful, the rightful heir to the throne. So is that going to create conflict? Because she's been, for the last time in every years, ever since she got sold to the Dothraki and her brother died, Well, she's been thinking, this is my right. So, so, so is she going to allow someone now she's seemingly going to end up being attracted to, but then it's going to have to be retracted unless they're going to pull a Cersei create, and Jaime? I think it will create a bit of conflict, but in the end... Can there be co? In the end, co-chairs? I, I, I kind of see... Well, and like they a ruling could be a king couple. and queen. Yeah, they 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 might actually just be Aunt king and, and queen. You know what? There's closer stranger things relationships. Have yeah, happening here. Yeah, so, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And you, it was very telegraphed again that they were going to hook up, and that's fine because it was done so in a way that it wasn't just like, oh, flip of the switch. You know, when he first meets her, she's like, "I'm a queen." Right. Bend the knee, maybe we'll talk. And he's like, "Sorry, I can't do that." And then you know he has a change of heart. And I thought that well, real- throughout his time, he just was always very, very honest, no matter what he's feeling, whether it's no, I can't, or it's yes, I can bend the knee, whatever that is. Yeah, and he's like, she "I just promised all these see, houses in the north that I'd be yeah, their king." She and- starts to see that everything he does has a reason that's very selfless. We'll wrap this up because, of course, it's fun to listen to us talk about, but it's even more fun to go watch it yourself. And I think I'm going to rewatch this season again. There's some points of it that yeah. just like really held my interest. It's a long time until we get the next season, I probably. Know. So it's like I almost feel like this is like for so football I, players when the Super Bowl is coming gone. It's like, yeah, such a finale, but oh, now there's like this huge downtime. What do I do now? So I'm going to try to get my girlfriend Emily to start watching from season one all the way up. I don't think we'll be able to make it by the time season eight starts. You'd be surprised, but I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, we don't have the time to like watch on binging, you know. Who knows if if she try unemployment? Honestly, it helped me through my did, yeah my darkest days of non binge watching. But you know who knows? It, we could really get into it and find a Sunday and just plow through half a season at a time. So we'll see. May I just end with this last impression? <laughs> okay. More of a question. All right. Same episode that I was kind of criticizing earlier, the one after uh, Eastwatch. I forget what that episode was called. The second to last episode. I did not see the dragon being killed. 
That was a great surprise. Mm-hmm. I did not see the dragon being then dragged Pulled away. out and turned into a white dragon, a white yeah. flyer. Yeah, and, and I, he had like fiery ice when he was burning down the yeah, wall. Yeah, so I actually like blue was wondering. Fire. I was actually wondering before they showed him in action, I was like, is he going to do fire or is he going to blow ice? I thought the same thing, much like but Skyrim. But it was a blue can... fire, and I know it was fire because it's melted the ice. Right, ice it couldn't can't have been melt more ice. ice yeah. yeah, good point. My question is, where did all the whites get those chains to drag them out? Do they just have those like in their pocket? Brandon, <laughs> shut up. I know, but come on. <laughs> no, was, no, you're totally right. Uh, but uh, now, like, now you've got me thinking about stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, that is uh, ridiculous. Yeah, that's inner nerd critic, and I, anyway. ain't, I ain't that guy usually. All right, great freaking season A. For Thumbs me. up, straight up A. Super, not pooper. <laughs> is there anything left to talk about? Yeah, you know what? Let's finish with you reading me a synopsis in a segment we call Shadow of the Synopsis. Brandon's going to read me the synopsis of some sort of movie, TV, video game, comic book, story, whatever. Actually, I'm just going to read you a recipe, and I want you to identify <laughs> Tell me what the, dish what is. the meal is. Yeah. Uh, and then my, my, I have to guess what it is. Yeah. And if you're playing along at home? I'll give you some time. If you've been playing along for... Oh, by the way, two things we're going to need to talk about, too, next recording. Just calling it out. Inhumans. Okay. It's getting really bad reviews. Yeah. And uh, Death Note. Wasn't as bad as I thought. Wasn't as good as I thought. You should watch it just on okay. your spare time. After you get back from PAX because you have money. Okay, this is a story. Not anymore, not with <laughs> not, not after it, yeah. And then you have to buy sodas and stuff to be able to like obey your thirst. So this story takes place in uh, developing China, where seven divided kingdoms have been constantly at war, and they're finally brought together under the headship of one king. In the opening, a nameless man is brought to the king of Quinn, in his palace, he's stripped naked, searched for weapons, and informed that he must remain 100 paces from the king at all times or he will or he will be killed immediately. The reason for his visit becomes more clear as time passes by through storytelling. Turns out that he was there to inform the king that he had killed three would-be assassins. For every time he tells the story of how he killed the assassin, he's allowed 20 paces closer and until ultimately, and he's rewarded until ultimately he's within 10 paces of the king, and then the king starts to disbelieve his story and show that maybe the assassin is the nameless man. So I know this story, and yeah, and that's the whole point with what he was doing was he was trying to get closer to the king to then assassinate him. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Um, I re- I'm not going to give too big of a hint, but I recently re-experienced whatever this is whether it was a tv mm-hmm. show movie game no it's a movie I oh, it is movie. yeah so i've recently rewatched it and it was just like damn that is i'm a good gonna movie. have to admit defeat though because i don't recall the name at all you know the story i know the story because i remember it i remember this big kingdom with these steps and like yeah yeah i just i remember and, and it's like retroactive that. storytelling I, them back to the present yep. and so i know i've seen it I and just, as he's getting closer and he's rewarded the king's like wait Maybe this, but then it turns out the guy's not really there to assassinate him. He's there to just kind of give him a, a, a lesson on how to be a king. Is that what it was? Yeah, because he had the... Okay. Oh, say. I, okay, well, I, I th- couldn't remember because it was so long ago, but anyway. It was great tension between the two characters and then the... reflect. Donnie Yen's in it. Yeah. Ip yep. Man, huh? <laughs> of sorts, and Rogue One Man, Blind Force Sensitive Ninja. So what... What if I told you it's starring Jet Li? Would you remember the name of it? No. Hero. Great movie. Yeah. Really good. Yep. Great and good. Great and good. <laughs> good. 
Well, Great good movie. one, actually. So there you go. Broke the, uh, the we, wait. streak. Of... No, we only had a... We didn't no, have a the streak. The one streak, because you won. <laughs> you got it last time. <laughs> one is not a streak. It's a start. It's true. Very true. Great movie. Not so great result. We weren't able to make a connection, but that's the fun of trying. Maybe you got it at home. Good for you, if you know. But you know what is awesome is our weekly quote in geek history. This one's going to be brought by me. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wrap it up in a nice little bow for you. We were just talking about some of the greater scenes from Game of Thrones. And I thought, what is a good chunk of dialogue I can pull out of that that was just really awesome at a time? And the one I thought about was you and I had discussed that surprise that Lord Baelish has when he realizes that his plan goes to shit and he is now on the chopping block. So I want to play that. How timely. Yeah. You stand accused of murder. You stand accused of treason. How do you answer these charges? Lord Baelish. My sister asked you a question. Lady Sansa, forgive me. I'm a bit confused. Which charges confuse you? Let's start with the simplest one. You murdered our aunt, Lysa Arryn. You pushed her through the moon door and watched her fall. Do you deny it? I did it to protect you. You did it to take power in the Vale. Earlier, you conspired to murder John Arryn. You gave Lysa tears of lease to poison him. Do you deny it? Whatever your aunt might have told you, she was a troubled woman. She imagined enemies everywhere. You had Aunt Lysa send a letter to our parents telling them it was the Lannisters who murdered John Arryn when really it was you. The conflict between the Starks and the Lannisters, it was you who started it. Do you deny it? I know of no such letter. You conspired with Cersei Lannister and Joffrey Baratheon to betray our father, Ned Stark. Thanks to your treachery, he was imprisoned and later executed on false charges of treason. Do you deny it? I deny it. None of you were there to see what happened. None of you knows the truth. You held a knife to his throat. You said, I did warn you not to trust me. That's a great recent scene from Game of Thrones. And the title for it on uh, our video server which we get exclusive rights from HBO because they're a huge fan of our podcast. Not it's not YouTube. It says his trial. He didn't really have much of a trial. They're basically like, hey, pal, you're screwed. And we found you out. But thanks for teaching me lessons. I'll know not to be such a sucker next time. Yeah. yeah. Great scene. Good call. Thank you. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for episode 37 of Random You know, Random. if we make it to episode 38, then I feel like we're cemented in legitimacy. Yeah, that's that's the real line right there. That's the strive. And hey, next week, guys, after Brain gets back from PAX. And if you don't know what that is, it's a big video game conference happening up in Seattle. Yep. And it's going to be awesome. You're going to have a good time, I hope. It is out next Friday. So hopefully we'll get a chance to see it and talk about okay. it. That would be rad. Okay. It's looking really cool. Uh, you know what else sounds really cool is all our old episodes. If you really like this one, you would be like, what else have those guys done in the past? Check out our stuff. It's on a SoundCloud. It's on an iTunes. It's on a Stitcher. It's on a podcast app near you. Find us, Random Fandom with Brandon Brandon. And find us on Twitter, right? Yeah, at Random Fandom WBB. Of course, if there's anything you want us to know other than the fact that we are your favorite podcast, because we already know. Obviously. Let us know what you think about what you're hearing. We have email, and it is as follows. RandomFandomCast at gmail.com. 
Cool. Yeah. So may it never sound contrived because, you know, I know at the end of anything, they kind of hit their signature marks, but we want to thank you for being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky, everyone. Quiet, quiet, baby, I don't want to hear a thing. I haven't seen it yet, so just don't ruin it for me. What, what, what did you say? Did Baelish really die? Sorry, I haven't watched it yet. Been kind of busy. Kind of busy. Kind of busy. Sorry, I haven't watched it yet. Been kind of busy. Just a second, just stop talking. You will spoil it. And I can't hear you with my fingers in my ears, yeah Should've watched it all with me, you knew that I was free We should've got together for a viewing party Stop talking, stop talking, I don't wanna hear anymore If you keep talking, then you'll spoil Game of Thrones Stop talking, stop talking, I don't wanna hear anymore If you keep talking, then you'll spoil Game of Thrones Spoil Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of 